Every week, folks uh, fill out prayer cards asking for prayer. And if you're here and you'd say, well, I didn't, I didn't fill out one of those cards, but I could, I could use some prayer for something going on in my life. Go ahead and lift up your hand and we'll include you in that. Uh, God, God sees it all. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows our situations better than we do. So in this stack, I've got uh, some folks who are dealing with some, some physical illnesses, some relationship problems, some mental uh, illness. And so let's pray. Father, we put all of these cards and every raised hand in front of you. We lay it at your feet, Father. We know that you are the God of the impossible. So Lord, we, we don't just make this a song. We make this a prayer. We need you. I pray, Lord, that you would restore relationships, Lord, that have been broken. I pray that you would be the God that provides financially, Lord. I pray that you would be the one that heals broken bodies. I pray that you would be the one that restores sound minds. Lord, would you do that? We pray in Jesus' name. I also pray, Father, that you would speak to us through your word, that you would change our hearts and you would start with mine. We don't want to leave here the same way we got here, so make us more like you. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Before we get rolling, uh, this, this morning immediately after service, um, we're going to have a meeting and we, we're planning a church trip to Israel. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, it's about a little over $5,000 a person. It's not an inexpensive trip. It's about 10 days. It's going to be next May. And um, so we're going to be talking about that after service. It's not too late to join. So if you'd like to be a part of that, just hang around and we're going to have a quick meeting up here and just talk a little bit about the details and that's something you'd like to be involved in. So we're continuing this series anonymous and we're looking at people whose stories we know but whose names we don't know and today we're going to look at someone who is sick now um, I'm gonna ask you a question and I'm, I'm gonna ask you to be honest this is God's house and so uh, it's, it's a double sin if you lie at God's house so I'm <laughs> just kidding uh, how many of you have ever called in sick to either school or work but you weren't really sick go ahead and raise your hand Look at that. You guys are worse than the early service. So now they have someone to look down on. <laughs> All right, so many, many, many of us have done that. We pretended we were sick. Uh, some of the most interesting people, uh, reasons that people have called in sick, I read this on the internet this week. Here's a few of them. Uh, my toe got stuck in a faucet. Uh, I forgot I got the job. There's one. Uh, my grandma tried to poison me again. So. I got my arm stuck in a blood pressure machine at the grocery store and I can't come in. I have to attend the funeral of my wife's cousin's pet because I'm one of the pallbearers. I got bit by a duck. Um, I was here but I fell asleep in the parking lot. My fake eyelashes were stuck together. I had a dream that my cat died and I don't want to leave her. This one's probably my favorite. I woke up in a good mood and I don't want to ruin it by coming into work. <laughs> So we're going to look at an anonymous person in the Bible who, um, guy wasn't just playing sick, wasn't just calling in sick. My boy had a serious condition. The Bible doesn't tell us his name. We only hear him referred to as the invalid. So here's, here's his story. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And they waited for the moving of the waters. From, the, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 
years. So a couple things to notice. This is at a place called the Sheep Gate, which was one of the gates into the temple. So if you were coming to, to sacrifice a sheep, Bible scholars tell us that you would take it in through this gate and this pool, it was too deep to really swim in. It was 40 feet deep uh, and it wasn't very big. But what they would do is they would take their sheep next to that pool and they would wash their sheep off. So the pool was dirty and it was very common. It wasn't anything extraordinary. And God, for whatever reason, this is one of those stories in the Bible that just make you shake your head because you don't really see anything like this happening anywhere else in the Bible. But from time to time, an angel would come down, stir the water, and then whoever got in would be healed. And so this, God used a very common thing to do something incredibly uncommon. And I'm glad that God, when he looks at us and sees very common people, he chooses to do something uncommon in our lives. God doesn't ask anybody about you. He doesn't ask people what they think of you. He just looks at you and says, watch what I can do with them. I love that about God. And so uh, the second thing I want you to notice is the guy is an invalid. This is what invalid means. A person made weak or disabled by illness or injury. A person who needs to be cared for because of injury or illness. So that means that this guy, this man, wasn't born this way. He was born and, and he, was, he was able to take care of himself. He was healthy. But then something happened. And we see that he's like this for 38 years. So at one time he was taking care of himself. He was what we would call whole. But then some trauma happened, some accident happened, some injury, maybe someone harmed him, some sickness came upon him. Something happened in his life to where he went from being healthy and normal, able to care for himself, to being relying on people to care for him now. So look at what happens next. Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. So this guy's lying there and he's, he's paralyzed. And to us, what that means is that he can't move his legs. But I, I want to take it just one, one step deeper. Uh, consider this. When this man's head speaks to his body, his body doesn't obey his head. You get that? I know it's early. I know it's, it's summer. Some of you guys aren't studying right now. Maybe that we ran out of coffee, so you might not be with me. So let's try this one more time, okay? When this guy's head sends a signal to his body, his body disobeys and doesn't obey his head. What does this have to mean? What does this have uh, to do with us today? Maybe we are this guy. How many times have you ever made a promise and you didn't follow through? Or maybe you said you'd do something, but then you didn't do it. You, you promised your kids, you said, we'll see but you knew you weren't going to see. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, well, well, let me think about it. You knew you weren't going to think about it. You know, we're not spending the money on that, right? Maybe, or maybe you said, I'll be there, but you didn't have any intention of actually being there. You made a promise to God, and you broke it. You made a promise to your spouse. You said you'd do something, and you didn't do it. You made a promise to yourself, and you didn't follow through. doesn't mean you were a bad person. You wanted to do those things, but your head sent a command that your body didn't obey. Can anybody relate to this guy? That's kind of where, where we're at. Maybe, maybe we are the man on the mat. Maybe it's us down here on our little bed with a lot of good intentions, good ideas, but unable and unwilling to follow through on the things we said. And when we do that, people around us have to fill in the gaps. 
Remember the definition of an invalid? A person who needs to be cared for. So Jesus gets there, and he sees this guy who's been in this condition for a long time. He's laying there, but he didn't put himself there. Somebody put him there. Someone went, got him out of bed, they loaded him onto a cart, they carried him there, and then they laid him there so he could wait. All of because his body will not obey what his head is telling us. And if our body will not obey what our head is saying, then the people around us have to care for us too. Let me give you an example. I, maybe, maybe you said, I'm not going to blow up anymore. I'm not going to get angry anymore. Your head said it, but your body, you, di- you didn't follow through. And so people around you have to make room for your, for your illness. They withhold information from you because they know you're going to get upset. They, they don't tell you stuff anymore. They make sure, oh, dad's home. Make sure the kids, guys, be quiet. Dad's here. Mom's here. Be quiet. Don't, don't tell her what happened. Don't let her know because th- what they're doing is they're, they're carrying you. Because, you, because your body won't do what your head has told it. Or maybe you have a habit or an addiction, and, and we say we want to beat it, but our body won't listen. So then the people around us have to make excuses for us about why we're not at a certain place, or, or they have to hide money from us. They have to restrict access that we have to certain things or places because our, our brain is telling our body something, and our body is not obeying. Maybe there's some of you that someone in your life has to restrict your spending. Because you're going to spend so much, you're going to get yourself and your family in trouble. Those Amazon packages are just going to keep showing up. Don't point at anybody, all right? <laughs> Diane and I uh, listened to a book by a lady, and what, what she would do is she would shop to medicate her pain. A lot of people do that. A lot of people, we medicate all kinds of different ways, right? Substances, alcohol, drugs food, there's sex, people medicate with all different kind of things to make themselves feel better at least for a little while. And this lady would shop and she would actually black out and then wake up later and see what she had bought. We medicate all kinds of different ways. And if, and if that's you, maybe your family is having to care for you because you can't care for yourself because your body won't obey your head. The other thing we see is this guy's been like this for 38 years. He's been lying on this mat. 38 years. A few years ago, I was playing a softball, and our, it was a close game. We were, we were down 12 to 1, and um, I was on third, and, and they, they, they threw the ball, and I was like, I'm going to steal home. And I was about 40 pounds heavier than I am now. <laughs> and I went for it, and I started running, and I slid, and my, my ankle got caught underneath me, my foot got caught underneath me, and I broke my ankle. But I was safe, so <laughs> worth it, right? And we only lost 12 to 2. <laughs> so I had to have surgery. They took me to the hospital. I had to have actually two surgeries. And for two months, I was laying on my back with my foot up in the air. And for the first couple of days, it was actually kind of nice. I'm watching prices, right? You know, Dan's bringing me whatever I wanted to eat. Like it was, I'm not going to lie, it was nice. But after a couple days, has anybody ever been in that situation? It gets old fast after just a couple of days where you can't move. That was, I did that for two months. Almost drove me insane. This guy's been like this for 38 years. And look what Jesus asked him. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Doesn't that seem like an obvious question? 
like the guy's laying there next to this pool that every so often an angel stirs and then whoever gets in it first gets healed. So, I mean, but, but Jesus is such a master at seeing through us and seeing who we really are. He's not just asking him this. He's asking us, do you want to get well? Here's why. Have, have you ever been around someone who said they wanted a change, but their actions said different? Anybody else ever been around somebody like that? You, they, they said they wanted to be different. They said they wanted to change, but they wanted to get better. They, they didn't want to act like that anymore. They wanted to be different, but what they did was different than what they said. Maybe Jesus is not just talking to him. Maybe he's talking to us. Do you want to get well? Do we want to change? Guy's been like this 38 years. In half that time, a baby is born and, goes to, and grows to be an adult. You can do that twice in 38 years. It's been a long time. If, if this guy who's not had his legs working for 38 years got him back, how would that change his life? So this guy's name is Mike May. When he was three years old, uh, he had some, a jar of chemicals explode in his face, and he went completely blind. And so it was not till he was 46 that they tried an experimental procedure on him. They injected some stem cells into his eyes, and he got his sight back. So for 43 years, Mike hasn't been able to see anything. He actually held the world record for the fastest downhill skier that was completely blind. He went 65 miles an hour downhill. Incredible. But then he gets his sight. And this is what he said. He said, trees were greener than I ever imagined. He said, my wife was more beautiful than I ever imagined. But he didn't, there was one thing he didn't like. He says, I can't stand looking someone in the eye. It's just too intimate. It's too close. I, I feel so uncomfortable. I can't look people in the eyes because it's just too much. I don't understand how people go around looking people in the eyes all day long. I, I just can't do it. That was what Mike's experience was after being blind for all that time. This guy, this guy has been invalid for 38 years. So his survival depends on people helping him, on giving him food, on doing things for him, on giving him money. What would be expected of him if he was healed? He'd have to make his own money. The handouts would be gone. So there might be reasons why this guy doesn't want to be healed. But it looks like he does. So, this is, so Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? This is what he says. Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water's stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. It's kind of an odd answer to the question, isn't it? Jesus says, do you want to get better? And he, he just kind of starts thinking out loud. I've tried. It's impossible. I can't beat this. I can't get better. Nobody's helping me. I'm doing it on my own. I, I, he's kind of making excuses. And we are good at that. We're good at looking at other people and saying, you need to get it together. You get, we got it all figured out for everybody else. Here's what you need to do. But then when it's us, well, it's different. It's harder, right? It's harder for me. I make excuses. So it, it kind of like this video. Sleep on some years. It's not 
You're like, I need to go to the gym today. I know. Yeah, me too. So Jesus shows up. This guy kind of rattles off this kind of an odd response to him. And Jesus does something that blows his mind. He does for him what he can't do for himself. He does the same thing for us. Look at what happens next. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Now, don't miss this. Jesus offered him the opportunity to change. But he didn't pick him up, did he? He could have. Jesus could have grabbed him and picked him up and stood him up and said, walk. He doesn't. He gives him an opening. He opens a door, and then he stops and to see what the guy's going to do. Gives him a chance, and he does this with us. We'll pray and say, God, please, please help me. I I need to get out of debt. I I need to, my finances are a mess. And God says, okay, here's what you do. You need to create a budget, and you need to tithe. That'll help you. And we go, well, God, I was thinking more like a lottery ticket, or uh, maybe they'll give me you know like we we, God what he offers us is an opportunity and that's what he's giving this guy he gives him a chance here you go now what are you going to do with it this is what happens at once the man was cured he picked up his mat and walked Jesus told him what to do and it was up to him to see and, and God does the same thing to us he looks at us and he says get up and then he waits to see what we're going to do the guy, now this guy could have stayed there, couldn't he have? He could have stayed there, and then he could have even said later on, God didn't heal me, and that would have been true. But because this guy believed what Jesus said, he was obedient, he stood up, and he starts to walk. Don't worry about what God is telling you. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Don't worry about who's going to help you. If Jesus tells you get up, he's going to give you everything you need to get up and walk. I love that little phrase, picked up his mat and walked. It's like one of the most unassuming things in the Bible, right? The guy's been been paralyzed for 38 years, and then he he walked. I don't think he walked. I bet it looked more like this. I love that kid. <laughs> I can watch that all day. So, by the way, if you're getting baptized today, uh, go ahead and head back through that door under that exit sign. There's some folks back there that are going to help you get all set up, get ready. And so, so here at Mosaic, we practice baptism. We don't, we don't baptize babies as some are in the tradition of doing because the Bible doesn't teach us that. So baptism is a public declaration of a person placing their faith in Christ. So if you've committed your life to Christ, you said, Jesus is my Lord, I've asked him to forgive me of my sins, then the Bible says now you should be baptized. It's a public statement. So if you've never been baptized, you can get baptized right here today. If you head back through that door, there's everything you need to get baptized. We've got, we've got clothes for you, we've got shirts, we've got even stuff to put your, your hair up in a bun, and, or in my case, you don't need anything, but <laughs> we could take care of it right here and right now. So baptism, the symbolism, is we practice what they did in the Bible. We, it's called total immersion or full immersion. We put people down in the water and then we bring them back up. The reason we do that, the Bible teaches that when you go down, the old person, the old man, the old woman, they die. Because you can't live underwater very long. And a new person comes up. God does something supernatural under the water. Now, some of you are so evil that I have to hold you down a long time till all the bubbles stop and then we bring you back up. Just kidding. 
If you've never been baptized, you can do it today. You can make that step today. All right, so look what happens. Look what the guy does after he's healed. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who made him well. Half of what God does in our lives is he's making himself famous. My goal with this church is to make Jesus more famous. So I want to tell everybody what he did in my life. And I want to encourage you to get up and do the same thing. That it's not just about God saving you. It is. He wants to get you in the boat. There, there's a hundred, over 100,000 people in this city that don't go to any life-giving church at all. My, my mission is to get them in the boat. And then what God does is he says, now I want you to go reach people just like you. And so that's what this guy does. He goes out and he starts doing exactly what God designed him to do, to share the love and mercy and story of Christ with other people. That's kind of what baptism is. It's a public declaration. I was blind, now I see. I was lost, now I'm found. I was dead and now I'm alive. That's what we do here. So this guy does this. How could you do it? I'm glad you asked me that. Today at 5 o'clock, we have our Discover class. It's right down the hall. It's one hour long, and you're going to get fed dinner. Now, I know the Nuggets are playing, but don't worry. We're going to sweep those guys. We're going to win. It's going to be fine. Just record it, all right? It's going to be about an hour. And what, what you'll learn in this class is you're going to learn um, what this church believes, who's in charge, what happens with the money, and at the end, you're going to have an opportunity to do a spiritual gifts test, which is going to help you figure out why God put you on this planet what your purpose is, what his purpose for you in the kingdom is. Five o'clock today, you can sign up at the info cart or you can just show up. Okay, so last thing. The key to everything this guy did is the guy stood up and did what God invited him to do. Jesus looked at him and said, get up, get up. I wonder what, what he's saying to us today. I think he's saying, get up. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be done with this thing? If your answer is yes, he's inviting us. Get up. He'll show you the next step. So if that's you, you'd say, Angel, I, uh, I, need, I need prayer. I need you to pray for me. Let's pray. Father, you know every situation. You know every person. God, you know the areas that we're struggling in, those areas that have us down on the ground, that have us bound and paralyzed. I pray, Lord, that as you tell us, get up. That our answer, when you say, do you want to be made well, our answer is yes. And we'll stand up and we'll do what you're telling us to do. We place our complete faith and trust in you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we're going to have a few baptisms here in a minute. Uh, when, when these guys go down in the water and come back up, I want you to clap. But I don't want you to clap like, okay, that's, that's not what this is, all right? I want you to clap like the Nuggets just swept those guys. Like, like the Broncos made it, or the Cowboys, or the Raiders, made it to the Super Bowl, all right? And they won, okay? Because we're watching someone who was lost and now is found, who was dead and now is alive. So we're going to cheer and clap and thank God for it. Would you stand and sing this last chorus with us as we get ready? Oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. 
Nyack goes to UNC. Go Bears. Like your nose is Nyack, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. All right, tell us your name and anything else you'd like to say. Uh, my name is Jason, and uh, I just want to say I'm thankful for this opportunity, and I'm ready to walk this new life. Come on. Plug your nose with one hand. Jason, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matthias, and I'm a true believer of God, and I hope everyone here has a good day. <laughs> Plug your nose, Matthias. Matthias, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. that you're here and that you got to experience this with us. Um, we just want to know that you joined us. So if you could scan the QR code behind me, we just have a little something we want to send you. We won't spam you, just a little, a little welcome. Um, if you've been here a long time, you know that Mosaic is a generous church. We live to give, we live to help our community and uh, places all over the world. So we're gonna go ahead with our tithe and offering and we just ask if you are a member of Mosaic that you just Remain faithful in your giving and help us to advance the kingdom of God. There's four ways you can give. Uh, there's a box out in the foyer. You can also give online um, at greelymosaic.com. You can text any amount to 84321 or on the Church Center app. Please pray with me. Dear God, thank you for the hearts of Mosaic. Thank you that you made us a generous church and that we are working, God, to advance your kingdom, that we are working together and we are banding together to, to just grow your kingdom, Lord. I pray that you would take this morning's tithe and offering and you would just multiply it. Multiply it and advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. We can't wait to see you next week.